Hey, what's up, guys? We're back. It's the Locked In Podcast. This is Terry. And my name is Liz. If you aren't already, go ahead and follow us on Instagram. Our screen name is The Locked In Podcast. Locked In is spelled L O C D I N. You can also check us out on Spotify and iTunes. And we have a Twitter account now, the Locked In Podcast, but podcast is spelled P-D-C-S-T. Yes. And also, happy Black History Month, you guys. It's the last Sunday of February. This month always flies by. Definitely. I mean, obviously, it's the shortest month of the year, but I feel like it's, I can't believe it's going to be March already. That's Um, true. But we definitely wanted to do one more black history highlight. Yep. And I chose the person today Mm -hmm. that we're going to talk about. And her name is Alberta Jones. Um, She was born November 12th, 1930. So 90 years ago. Wow. Yes. She was actually the first female black prosecutor. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. (laughs) 90 years ago, the first black female prosecutor. Was born. Yep. Goodness. Yep. Um, She was also a civil rights activist, and she was one of the first African-American women to pass the Kentucky bar exam. Ooh. Yes. That's amazing. Yes, she was on her stuff. Yes. (laughs) Um, She attended the University of Louisville, and she graduated third of her class. So she was very intelligent. Yes. Um, Ambitious. mm -hmm. Uh, After one year of law school, she transferred to Howard University. Uh Uh-oh. Yes. uh, That's one of the most popular HBCUs. Shout out to Howard. Shout out to Howard (laughs) University. Yes. Um, she graduated there fourth of her class. Mm. So she was, she was on a mission. I think I was probably like last in my class. Like I I just, uh, did the best I could and just wanted that diploma or degree. Oh my goodness. Um, But yeah, sorry. So anyway, she began practicing law and guess who her first client was? Who? He's a famous boxer. Muhammad Ali? Yes. For real? Yes. Girl. That was her first client. How? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, what did, uh, what she, did he need? Um, she basically just helped him negotiate his first fight contract. Wow. And, yeah, right? Yeah. And they just so happened to be neighbors, which is crazy. That's how they met? Yeah. Oh. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, definitely. What are the odds? I know. Uh, Alberta took part in many civil rights marches, and she was super involved um, with the vote. She helped thousands of African-American voters in the 1960s. Oh, so powerful. She, isn't it? She, how, did, how was she helping them? Listen, she rented out voting machines so that she could help teach them how to use them to vote. I didn't even know that was possible. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. So she was super involved. Um, when I read about this, I immediately thought of Stacey Abrams Ooh, and he definitely her involvement so in Georgia this past election. Yes. She registered a lot of people mm-hmm. um, of color, mm-hmm. and I think that's what helped turn Georgia blue, <laughs> which was a huge moment. Yes, it was. Um, so I definitely feel like her. she paved the way for a lot of women even oh, today yes. look at Kamala uh, Harris our mm-hmm. vice president she was uh, an attorney general in California wow. um so I feel like women like Alberta helped 
people like Stacey Abrams and Kamala get to their positions now. I also wanted to say, unfortunately, 1965, she was only 34. She was brutally beaten and thrown in the Ohio River to drown. So That's so terrible. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. Obviously, during those times, things like that didn't really get investigated. Mm -hmm. So it's unfortunate, you know, they never really found out who did it, but... I don't want to, like, end it on a bad note. I definitely just want to say she did make such an impact, even in the short amount of time she was alive. I mean, 34, so young, and she was able to make such an impact. And it kind of made me think, like, okay, I'm going to be 29 this year. Mm -hmm. What have I really done to impact society in a positive way? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, like, let me use her as an example Mm -hmm. and, you know, how can I contribute to society? Yeah. And I challenge everyone to, you know, do... To think of that. Think of that and and do your research on, on people like Alberta Jones and other um, get inspired yes use it to be inspired and that's kind of what I took from it so um, I thought it was she was super fascinating and yeah beautiful story very tragic ending yes just it just goes to show you that she was very passionate about what she believed in Mm -hmm. and nothing was going to stand in her way to get her message out and to help as many people as possible Mm -hmm. because you had to know living in those times if you're a civil rights activist if you're you know supporting or any cause for um, black people your life was at risk at any time so she was brave and courageous for even being so open about Mm -hmm. you know her her cause and her passion yes so but thank you for that I'm so glad you shared her story with us thank you I actually uh, found out about her um, on Facebook one of my Mm -hmm. friends shared a little snippet of her story and it kind of made me want to learn a little bit more about her so yeah yeah, that's kind of that's amazing yeah yes so oh yeah so our topics for discussion today we're actually not gonna do topics we were gonna actually share our history with you guys yes today in celebration of black history we thought it'd be you know appropriate to Mm -hmm. share our history and kind of what made us who we are today kind of how foundation our our found the foundation where our personalities kind of come from Mm -hmm. it's also not the happiest of stories it's not Um, but that's okay yeah some some foundation stories for everyone is not necessarily happy raindrops yeah you know yeah rainbows and all that but you know we just want to warn you it's gonna it might be a little sad a little rough we're talking about abuse we're just talking about you know uh circumstances that happen in anyone's life or could happen to anyone yeah so if, if it you know might be a possible trigger for you if you're not in the right mindset necessarily to hear something like this yes. i would definitely suggest like maybe pausing it and listening to it another time mm-hmm. just because we know it, it is going to be a little bit heavy. Yeah. Um, so we just wanted to give you a little yeah. disclaimer. A little, yes. And I hope you guys just stay and listen to our truth because... Um, and get to know us. Yeah. We wanted to share this with you and open up a little bit. So. Yes. Liz was born in 1992. And by that time, my mom had five kids. So Liz was the fifth child. Yep. 
I'm the youngest. Um, but before that, I guess, who always do that? Let's go back in the front. Mm-hmm. So our parents met in Orlando. Maybe I should start there. Our mm-hmm. parents met in Orlando. Father was an immigrant from Jamaica. And our mother, she was she was born, I believe, in South Carolina, North or South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember. Um, and she... Uh, was living in Orlando at the time, or at least Florida, but Orlando was the place to mm-hmm. be for uh, our family, apparently. So they met, and their union brought our brother Carlton, me, Terry, and Elizabeth. Yes. And so uh, we were living with our mom. Our mom was mm-hmm. our custodial parent at the time. She also, she had a daughter and a son before she yes. met our father. I think she was actually pregnant with our oldest brother yes. when her and my dad met at yeah. church. Yeah. <laughs> so that was how they met. Mm-hmm. And so I want to say sometime after Elizabeth was born, my mom was go uh, going to go to Connecticut for her sister's wedding or something like that. Some... Some event event was occurring Mm -hmm. and we went to Connecticut and then she decided to stay. So it was our mother and her five kids in Connecticut and we were there for a while. I don't know the timeline completely, but I know that after we had been there maybe about a year or two or so, she met this man and got into a relationship with him and it changed our lives. I remember like, and it seems so weird to actually say it, but I remember the first time actually seeing this man and I probably was like three or like maybe, I I don't even know. I had to have been like three or four. Yeah. And just the impression that I, that I had from him, because at the time that I can remember seeing him for the first time, it just seemed like everybody was like living, like so happy and talking and just like interacting. And he just sat in the middle of all of it, like stone still. Wow. And I'm just like, who is this person? Who Who is that? And yeah. I, b- because I don't have the maturity level of my emotions to even like understand, understand him. Yeah. So all I could figure was just like, who is that? Like, who is this? Mm-hmm. That was my, mm-hmm. that was me expressing concern. Who right. is this? He stuck out. <laughs> yes. In a, in, a, in a very odd way odd to way. me okay. as a kid, like mm-hmm. a baby. Yeah. And I, and that's like one of my earliest memories I can even remember wow. that far back. And I I'm a little quiet during this just because I I was only one you know year old or two mm-hmm. at the most when all of this happened. So a lot of the things I do remember are from stories and yeah. you know things like that. So I'm that's why I'm letting Terry kind of take the lead on this just because she was a little older. Yeah, but um, I'm I barely have it, so which is fine. Yeah. So and also I ask a lot of questions. If you know me, you know I ask a lot of questions. Yes. But <laughs> but anyway, so after she met this man, she got into a relationship with him, and I feel like uh, a short time after that, he was like living with us. And it it really changed our family dynamic. One one second we're all like having a great time, we're mm-hmm. all laughing and talking and stuff, and then days go by or however long goes by, and next thing I know, we can't call our mother mom anymore. Because we yeah, because man, of right, because the man I don't know how he even gained control over our family. Like it, this mm-hmm. is just from my perspective, right. like thinking about it. It felt like it felt instant. like yeah, it felt it, it felt like almost. Like, after she met him, that's just how it was. Mm-hmm. I, so like, we couldn't call our mother mom. Yep, we couldn't call her mom. We, we, had, we had to do chores. Well, I know the old, our older siblings had mm-hmm. to do chores. I, I'm not even sure what they had me doing, mm-hmm. right? But, and he divided us. 
he had us divided, I guess, by uh, birth parents. Mm. So he had our uh, older sister and brother together and then had us three separate from them most often. Because they had the same father and me, Terry, and Carlton also share the same dad. So he kind of separated us that way, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Just, why do you think he even did that? I don't Well, I I honestly, I guess just to weaken whatever bond he thought we all had. But we were so young. Yeah. So it just, it really, in my opinion, just came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. It really came out of nowhere. Even just thinking about it just feels like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. After that, we were there. I think we were, that happened, that was about like two years Mm -hmm. that we went through that. Mm -hmm. And that got to us, well, that came to about like 1995-ish. And our mother and her husband now at the time, I believe, where he eventually became her husband, they decided to drive us from Connecticut back to Florida and leave us with our father. Mm -hmm. But I'm not even sure if we knew that. That's something I had never asked either. I don't know if we knew that's what was going on because I I feel like we were surprised as well. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't know where we were going. Mm -hmm. And then when we were brought to the door, because I even remember being brought to the door. Like I remember waiting to see who was at the door and seeing my dad. Wow. At the door. Open just, up the door. Open yeah. the door. And it's just like, <gasps> like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and from our dad's perspective, I remember he heard a knock at the door, um, opened up the door, and just sees his three kids. His three kids there staring up at him. And no one else around. <laughs> so thank God it was the right apartment. Yeah. Even that we were left at right um that's something i think about sometimes like, yeah what if, if it was the wrong address moved or you yeah know, who knows but. or if no one opened the door yeah oh um. my goodness yeah also like our dad he always used to say he was just so shocked to see us and shocked to see how bad we looked yeah it really frightened him like he just he just remembers um, how dirty and how like we we smell like urine, mm-hmm. like we hadn't bathed for days. Yeah, we were. He said we looked so bad. He it just hurt him mm-hmm. so. It hurt him so badly. Yeah, he. Um, I remember him describing how I looked. Um, my hair was like matted and mm. like almost dreaded Oof. because it hadn't been combed, and they even had to cut a lot of my hair out because of how you know like I said matted and it was you couldn't comb through it yeah it was just you know in a terrible state so um our dad ended up calling the police yeah right yep um calling the police to uh take pictures of us and our clothes make a statement document you know how we looked my dad told me that the police officer questioned if I was born with my back looked the way it did when I was born because of all the scars I had on my back. Ooh. And my dad was like, no, I was there when she was born and her back was smooth. Yeah. You know, so the f- yeah, I was two years old and the amount of scars I had, it was unbelievable that the cop would even think someone would harm this young baby like this yeah you know yeah this young child this is terrible oh my goodness yeah and we we looked like we were starving yeah our our bellies were huge and Mm -hmm. but our arms were skinny like to the legs yeah skinny um i remember again my dad said we looked like 
those kids like on the commercials who are homeless and, and don't have food in their bellies are, are like swollen, swollen yeah. and you know extended and mm-hmm. and we weren't homeless nope. at all you know like <laughs> yeah and it it just was it was really just crazy to to hear yeah and to, to hear understand. back oh to hear that back yeah like you lived it but you don't remember really living it but then when it's told back to you it kind of it kind of feels familiar yeah and it's like oh sorry guys it's, it's <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's deep it's deep it's, it's deep. always heavy to uh to to unpack this because it feels mm-hmm. different every time yeah because the older we get the more mature we get mm-hmm. it get it feels different every time so yeah. let's kind of like get to life after so after we were dropped off at our father's uh, apartment we kind of our, our parents his him and his girlfriend at the time they became our parents our new family yeah and and they provided a, a a huge amount of normalcy to our lives. Yes. Can I just say too, the way life works is so funny. Like how things just fall into place. My dad was actually saving mm-hmm. to come get us from Connecticut. So when we were dropped off, yeah, they had you know a little bit of money to help buy us clothes right away and get us furniture and you know. Probably if my dad did go up to get us, they might not have had that money to like really take care of us once we were there. So yeah. it actually it kind of worked. It out. worked out in a in a weird way. Yeah, I'm um, sorry. And oh, and I do also want to say that our we ha- we have an, another sister through our father, and our sister's mom played a big role in our lives as well, providing normalcy for us as well when we when we came back to yeah, Florida. I remember we would spend the night yes, at her house. Yes. And- and she would cook for us. Yes. And she just that was, was our first experience, yes. like with Jamaican food. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes, she was Jamaican, so you know yeah. we um, grew up on that, like right away as really oh, young yeah. kids, and definitely that's where my love for Jamaican food started. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was also a good time. Like I feel like after all that in Connecticut, and then getting to Florida, and like our lives changing, that was yeah. such a good time. We got to really get to know our father's side of the family. And, um, like, you know, just grow yeah. up and, and kind of get back to, like, mm-hmm. being kids, being I, children. I will say, like, um, I do give my dad and his girlfriend at the time credit because they they put us in counseling yep. at some point, mm-hmm. which I didn't even remember. Terry was the one that, that told me that. Oh, yeah. And... We went to counseling, and the uh, the therapist, she was saying that we just didn't show any signs of any abuse or any harm that had been done to us. She, yeah. yeah, she just was shocked. She was just shocked. You By, know? Um, yeah, how we kind of handled it like we almost didn't even go through it, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me because I feel like... This might be a little controversial, but I do kind of feel like growing up, black we kind of have that mindset that it's it's we're almost used to growing up with adversity or society makes it seem like it's normal mm-hmm. to grow up in adversity. in adversity yeah um and it shouldn't be it shouldn't be it shouldn't be normal because that wasn't normal it at was all not and we kind of just internalized a lot of it yeah and i think as you'll hear later on it did kind of manifest itself yeah in certain ways certain things started coming out yeah um definitely 
So especially after uh, the counseling and us starting to go back to school, that's when it really started to to come out for you. Oh yeah. When you went to pre-K. Yes. Let's let's let them yeah let them know. um, I just became so angry, Mm -hmm. and I really don't. I didn't understand why. Then Mm -hmm. you know, um, I would throw chairs and and scratch and bite other kids and and the teacher would have to call my dad's girlfriend at the time all the time to come and talk to me because Mm -hmm. you know it was almost a daily thing where I would just lash out something would trigger me Mm -hmm. and I would just attack yeah so I remember one time at recess like I even like went past the gate and Mm. was like out on the street just (laughs) roaming around and I, I I clearly was dealing with everything with everything that I have been through and just such a young girl I was probably four or five at the time and not really understanding where yeah. that anger was coming from because mm-hmm. I didn't know why I was doing those things either I, I was just upset whenever yeah. someone would look at me and I want to bite them wow. you know like I, I was just an angry little girl Ooh. um yeah, yeah. So, dang, it's crazy how those things kind yeah, of. Yeah, and you were so little to yeah. even feel that uh, that much aggression. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, mine didn't really come out like that. It just, I, I know my teachers would say like I was just really bossy. Mm-hmm. I do remember being bossy, but to me, it didn't feel like that. It just, yeah. it you just felt like you yeah, you, you knew how you wanted certain things, mm-hmm. and you honestly, you're kind of still like that. <laughs> <laughs> you're very particular very you like things the way you think they should be yeah um that's true like if like okay 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 that speaks yes. to me i feel you and also i i know you mentioned too the therapist said you kind of took on the mother role for me and carlton yeah um which you still do, like mm. I've mentioned. I, I'm really working on episodes. it. I really am. Yeah. Because I just want to be your sister. I don't want to be your mother. I like, know. you know, but I, know. I feel like we both have done that for each yes. other. Uh, and I mean, Katie as well, mm-hmm. because it's like we knew that was something that was missing, mm-hmm. but knew, but also knew that it, it needed to be provided yeah like it couldn't go like just unfinished like i gotta talk to you we gotta Mm -hmm. talk about this we gotta make sure that we have this outlet yeah and i think that has really helped me because it it, at some points it could it was becoming so lopsided you know Mm. what do you mean like uh well this is going a little bit further ahead but just by the time we got to new york it was so lopsided Mm. you know i just was i felt just just having i guess parental guidance mm, okay. i feel like it was lopsided gotcha. for me for gotcha. from my experience i see what you're saying but um but to go to go back to where we were so after we were in florida for about uh three years or so by the time it was around 1998 like december that's when we um decided to move from florida to st louis missouri yep so we were we jumped around mm-hmm. and uh well i do want to say oh my goodness moving to st louis really really affected me mm-hmm. and i didn't realize it was going to affect me in that way yeah i didn't realize how much of a foundation we had in florida 
to go to St. Louis and not really have anybody else there, That's and true. then have to go to school alone. We had a lot and, of family in Florida, yes, a lot. Especially um, because we were living with our dad, mm-hmm. we would see a lot of his side mm-hmm. and our cousins and um, our oldest sister. We we had like a strong relationship. Yeah. So it was it was really hard for her too when we left. Yeah. Um, hearing about it now. It's, yeah. It's sad. Uh, it's very sad, but also makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. sometimes when i think about that time i wish we had never left yeah only only because st louis was hard it was a different kind of hard yeah it was a different kind of psychological hard Mm -hmm. it was a lot of uh like social norms that we weren't used to right like in florida not even to be funny but in florida like kids were nice yeah from what i remember (laughs) from what i remember there was no one that was going out of their way to make you feel bad about yourself or to pick on you to talk about you like i don't know if if we just weren't in that into those grades yet i don't Mm -hmm. know um but i can remember when we did eventually move to to st louis i think i was in third grade or something like that Mm -hmm. and yeah i was in first right and even from being in third grade the beginning of the school year in florida and and having established friendship because also i had known them yeah but like friends and making new friends and then moving to St. Louis and going to school in St. Louis, it was like, yo, what is, what are, what's wrong here? Yeah. Like everybody's so angry. Mm-hmm. Everybody's so mad all the time. Why is everybody so mad? Right. And why is this the game? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, I don't like that. I didn't like it. Yeah. It was definitely a huge adjustment for all of us. Yeah. I remember in Florida, I was so outgoing and like yeah. really like loud and talkative. Yeah, and had a lot of friends. And then when we moved in the middle of the school year, I remember my first day of school. I was in the in the new school in uh-huh. St. Louis. I was I just closed up. Mm-hmm. I was so shy and like quiet. I didn't talk to anybody Aww, because yeah. I was scared. You know, I was only like six. Like yeah. I was in first grade. So I didn't know anyone and I didn't, you know, people thought I was weird and yeah. different and because they weren't used to, you know, a first grader being so quiet and to themselves. Mm-hmm. So I remember even my best friend that became my best friend you know a few years down the road she told me when I first got to that school she didn't like me because she thought I was stuck up and you know I I thought I was better than everyone and I've I've actually heard that a few times throughout my life just because I have been so I don't want to say standoffish but just a little closed off and very I guess how I choose the people that I talk to very um, particular. Particular. You discern. You use your discernment. Yeah. So I would. I would definitely keep to myself a lot, and just because of everything, I feel like that was my coping coping me- yeah. mechanism when I got to St. Louis. Yeah, I feel you. I, for me, it's like I was social, but for the most part, I was quiet as well. It just. It just felt like life was just going on, and I just was there, mm-hmm. <laughs> like in it. And I don't know, I just always felt different. I always felt like an outcast. I always felt just like I just didn't belong there. Mm. Just honestly, it just felt like, why am I here? This yeah. doesn't even feel, this doesn't fit me. This I don't fit in this this place. Mm. Like, I've always felt like that in St. Louis. Like, yeah. it's just, ooh. 
It was it's, a rough time for it us. It was. It just was a whole different type of culture mm-hmm. shock. And I, I definitely want to shout out my dad's girlfriend who, you know, his ex-wife now. Right. But she became our, our stepmother. Yes, at but. the time she did her very best and I credit a lot of the happy yeah. times that we experienced in St. Louis to her because mm-hmm. she did her best to make it fun and, and try and take us different places like the science museum mm-hmm. or you know just driving around traveling yeah yeah rocky um, mountains what was stony mountains uh smoky, smoky mountains, mountains. <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry yeah we had a lot of fun moments yeah um, thanks to her so i just want to shout you out yeah we love you yeah so much so i think we want to kind of end it there yeah, that story. Um, yeah, definitely. It got kind of deep. It's really sad. We don't want to bring you guys down so much. Yeah. And, you know, I definitely want to, let's lift it up a little bit. Yeah. You know, shake it out. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Get those emotions out. There's times I definitely got choked up. Um, oh, yeah. Thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, what should we talk about? Well, I, well, you know, you know, we were just thinking of like doing like a versus thing the other day. But instead, right now... I was thinking we could talk about celebrity crushes. Oh. Yeah. Should I go first? <laughs> I think you should go first. So, I am... But how are we going to do it? What do you Like, mean? how many are we going to do? Well, let me just say my top celebrity crush. I only have one. If you have more than one, definitely um, share who you have. But I could only think of one right now. Oh, okay. So, I'm just going to give one. And if I think of one, you know, while you go, I can, uh, yes. I can share. Yes. So for me, uh huh. I already know this I, one. You know, you know. I like just tell the them. Just tell them. Poppy, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love me some Aubrey Graham. You. Oh my gosh. If you don't know yet, still, mm-hmm. I'm talking about the one and only Drake. Okay. Uh, Let's just give a round of applause just for Drake. I'm a clap too. <laughs> I'm not a hater. I'm a clap too. That's fine. That's fine. I am so obsessed with him. Probably since like high school, yeah. early college. Yeah. I started watching Degrassi, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which if you don't know, it's like a it was a Canadian like teen show that Drake was in back in the day. Mm-hmm. He was an actor. And then just, you know, growing up and hearing his music, yeah. uh, I just... Ooh, and I feel like he's just been getting finer as time has gone on. Okay. Because <laughs> you were like, I could go on and on and on about this. I just can't. Like, oh, hi, Drake. If you're listening. <laughs> I'm going to tell Lou. <laughs> we just go tell him to end the podcast right. around uh, 30 minutes. Right. Like, um, no, go past but the yeah, 30 so, minutes. Okay, so you tell me. Who your crush uh, or well, crushes? Well, let's be honest. Well, I'm going to be honest with the listeners. So we were talking about how we were going to do this. And I couldn't think of anybody. And Liz brought up the fact that I used to talk about how I didn't understand why Angela Simmons didn't like Yo Gotti. Mm-hmm. And I always liked Yo Gotti uh, because I like the way he carried himself. I know in his music, he's a little explicit He talk, and the way he talks about women, but I feel like in his personal life, I've never seen him being shown in a negative light. Mm-hmm. 
So I always thought, man, if I and was he Angela, would always like yeah. thirst trap under her picture. Well, yeah, thirst trap, but, but he just would, shoot his shot. Yeah, shoot his shot and, under her pictures. Yes, and, and I always just anytime I used to hear about it or read about it, I just be like, girl, you need to at least see what's good. Give him a chance. Like, just say how you doing. <laughs> like, say something. Like, go out and and find out about mm-hmm. him. Like, that's what I don't understand. Some women, like, I okay, I get you like what you like, but sometimes. You might you might find something in somebody un, unexpected. Mm-hmm. So it's like he he didn't show any negative qualities. He didn't have any red flags, in my opinion. Uh, and I'm I'm a separate woman, of course, from Angela Simmons. But I from that perspective, I just didn't understand. Mm-hmm. I would be like, "Hey, what's good? What's up? <laughs> How are you? Right? You like a little stuff too. You like a little rough have, around the edges. I have a, a very bit. interesting taste. You I mean, do. and I don't mean it like they're interested i just mean that i don't have perimeters on certain things that other people may mm-hmm. may have on them okay. so i'm like anybody can have appeal right. you know what i'm saying so that's mm. where i come from with it but that's one of, I, I have others but have i have any, to think about it do you have a girl crush um girl crushes well i love so, okay okay so i just think she is so cute Ooh. uh you know little baby's uh baby mother jada Wada. oh i don't know how to say her last name so that's how that's how i okay. bring her up but okay. i just think she is so cute and i love how she carries herself and i just think that um like just following mimi as well what's his name the baby <laughs> so, oh, okay and his baby mother i just love how they present to so, like like society mm-hmm. like a normal black woman she could be uh, dealing with a, mm-hmm. a rapper she can have her own businesses she's not gonna act crazy she will check you like just show you a very very like real mm-hmm. perspective from a black woman's side wow. so I, I i i admire them i commend them for for allowing that to be a part of their life now. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they show us this is this is who black women are. They have things that go on in their life but they handle their business. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So don't ever oh, yes. ever get it twisted. Nice. So yes. I think I have my girl crush. Okay, what's yours? <laughs> so this is like a girl crush slash I've just been obsessed with her mm-hmm. for so long. Serena Williams. Yes, that's yes. true. That's true. I have always you have. loved her yeah. ever since our dad would watch tennis and, mm-hmm. you know, they were just starting their careers mm-hmm. and they were becoming super dominant in the game. And then, um, you know, they were sisters. So me and Terry automatically. Oh, yeah. Um, but you like, made me appreciate them with, even more, though. Yes. Yeah, so. Shout out to Serena yes, Williams. She, can I she also say, should have been one of our Black History Nuggets. Uh, her body, girl. Can can Talk we about just it. have a moment of silence for? Come her on, body. Serena. Come, let them you know. You want to talk Serena. about body, yadi, yadi. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, girl. I just, whew, I just love her. Yes. I think she's so gorgeous, so she's strong, amazing. Yes, so powerful. powerful. Yes, and a lot of times people try to, mm-hmm. um, like make her seem so masculine and like yeah. say like it's such a bad thing but it's I not. I love her muscles yes. if, if I could tone my arms the way hers look right. I would do it because right. I think she looks amazing and it takes a lot of work yes, to it does. get a body like mm. that so to maintain it after a baby too Ooh. And she's still so dominant in the game yeah. after 20 years. Yeah. I'm telling you, I could go on and on about yeah, her. Yeah, that's your girl. That's your girl. <laughs> Shout, Shout out, out to you, Serena. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I love you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, now it's weird. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but no, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
We just want to wrap it up now. Yeah, that's all we have for you guys right now. Thank you for joining us down memory lane. Yes. It was definitely difficult, but I feel so good that we shared our story. Yeah. If you know us personally, you kind of maybe get another idea of how we or why we are the way we are. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. We'll be back next week with another episode. Yes, please don't forget to like and share and post. And also, you can send us some reviews and comments and tweet us oh, some yes. topic suggestions. Engage with us. Yes, we love so all the comments we get. And um, we've gotten some more reviews. And I just love reading them. And it just gives us even more motivation yes. and fire to keep it going definitely thank you guys we'll see you next week yes